Hello again, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I'm Nurse Mo, and I will be here with you today and, in fact, every Thursday, sharing tips and information to help you thrive in nursing school and in your career as a nurse. So today we're talking about some secrets of successful nursing students. And I've done a whole series on these. So if you want to go back and listen to all the other secrets, let me give you those episode numbers real quick. Those are episode 174, episode 185, and episode 187. And today we're on episode 214. Now, before we dive into all of those secrets, I do want to take a quick moment for a listener shout out to my San fam, my straight A nursing family. And this one goes to Miranda, who has talked about both the planners and the podcast in her words. Here's what she says. I've been on the hunt for a very detailed planner, and this is the GOAT of all planners, especially with being in my first semester of nursing school. Not only that, but I love the Straight A Nursing Student Podcast. I'll be using this planner throughout my entire nursing program. Okay, Miranda, first I have to say I had to look up what GOAT meant. And if for anybody else who's old like me, it means greatest of all time or something like that. So thank you for making me feel hip. And now I know what people are talking about when they say that. Um, also, Miranda, thank you for being a fan of the podcast. And I'm really happy that the podcast and the planner help you feel like you are doing well in nursing school. So again, thank you so, so much. So if you are a student like Miranda and you want to be really prepared for nursing school, one of the easiest things you can do is simply subscribe to this podcast. So take a quick moment, hit that subscribe, that follow button, whatever it is on your podcast player, and the episodes will show up for you magically on Thursday mornings. Okay, let's start diving into this collection of secrets for success. So in general, we're going to be talking about consistency, organization, and collaboration as being really key ingredients for nursing student success. A lot of times, you know, you hear people just saying, I'm just trying to survive nursing school. Yes, that is the goal, right? You've got to get through it. But I want you guys to do more than just survive. I actually want you to thrive in your nursing school program. So that's why I'm sharing all of these tips and resources with you. So let's first talk about secret number 10. Now, these are numbered because I do have a free guide called the 20 Secrets of Successful Nursing Students. So if you want all the secrets all at once, all together in a handy downloadable free guide, I will link to that in the episode notes. And this is number 10. Consistency is the name of the game. So what does that mean? That means basically getting a consistent schedule going and not putting things off until the last minute, not studying for your exam the day before because you've been studying for it all along. Very successful nursing students know that they must avoid that last minute studying, that cramming that happens right before the exam. Now, yeah, maybe that sounds like, well, duh, Nurse Mo, you'd really be surprised how often it does occur in nursing school. And it's not because these aren't really bright students who have good habits or know how to have good habits. It's because the schedule, it can really throw you for a loop. 
if you let it. And if you fall even a little bit behind, it's really, really hard to catch up. So what happens is a lot of students end up doing things at the last minute. And that is a recipe for massive amounts of stress, and it can cause you some problems. So let's talk about the stress that it can cause. Frantically trying to retain a mountain of information, and yes, there is a mountain of information to know for nursing school. This is really, really stressful, especially if it's a high-stakes exam. Well, guess what? Most exams, if not all exams in nursing school are high stakes exams because of the weight of exam grades, because of the grading scale that is often used. It's often very, very stringent. So taking a high stakes exam, having to study at the last minute for that is one of the most stressful things that a nursing student could do. So studying under stressful conditions really increases the risk that you'll test under stressful conditions also. So if you're interested in learning more about test anxiety, which is a really big issue in nursing school, then you want to go listen to episode 67. Episode 67 about test anxiety. Another reason that this last minute studying isn't helpful for you in nursing school is that it sets you up for what my first semester med surge instructor called scarf and barf. Basically, what you take in quickly, you lose quickly. Cramming for an exam is scarf and barf. You scarf down the information. You know, imagine if you hadn't eaten in a couple of days and you were really, really hungry, you would scarf down whatever was in front of you, right? And then really big chance that it would all come right back up, right? So you scarf down the information and then you basically regurgitate it back onto the exam and then forget about it. And I have to say, yeah, I, I've done that 100%. Raise, raise your hand if you've done that. I didn't do it in nursing school because that's not how nursing school works. I did it in, you know, after my statistics final, I probably forgot how to do all of that stuff. <laughs> like that was probably the, the most difficult class that I took. Um, ask me to do an organic chemistry equation. I could not do that now, even though I really loved doing it at the time. Could not do it now, completely forgot about it. Nursing school is not about memorizing things. It's not about memorizing facts for an exam. It's about understanding and being able to apply broad concepts. So the things that you're cramming or that you you know could be cramming at the last minute if you were studying for an exam that's happening in a few hours are things that you're going to need to apply to a care plan next week the exam you're taking next month, or the clinical simulation or clinical scenario you find yourself in at the bedside. So there's none of this learn it, forget it, or memorize it, forget it in nursing school because everything builds. You have to basically understand all of it. Another reason that you want to avoid this last minute studying is, of course, it's going to cause you to lose out on sleep. Obviously, staying up until all hours of the night to study means less sleep is happening. And trading sleep for study time 
is a really dangerous practice in nursing school, and it can lead to serious sleep deprivation, higher levels of stress, and poorer academic performance. And that's not just my opinion. That's step, That's facts. That's the studies. That's the research. And I don't know about you. I do not want to go into a high stakes exam on three hours of sleep. So making consistency part of your habit is really helpful in that regard, just all on its own. And then the last reason, and there's probably more, but the last one I'll mention is that it wastes time in the long run. When you cram in information and then forget it, guess what? You have to do it again when that next assignment, that next exam comes up, and this wastes your time because you're relearning or rememorizing over and over again the things that you need to know. You have poor understanding of concepts, and guess what happens when you don't really understand the broad concepts? You have more stress. So I'm definitely not a fan of stress in nursing school, It's stressful enough at baseline. It's stressful enough if you're doing everything 100% right. So why add extra onto your plate? So what does this look like in action for a successful student, right? How would you implement this? So for starters, it involves managing your time effectively so that there really isn't any need to cram things in at the last minute. Most successful students are those who study consistently. So really, all that's necessary the day before an exam is a simple review and getting to bed at a reasonable hour. So by preparing consistently, always studying, always being on top of what you need to know, you set yourself up to really learn the information, not just memorize it, learn it. And then it can be way more easily relegated into your long-term memory. And what happens when you have something in your long-term memory that you know that's part of who you are, this leads to confidence confidence that you know the material. It leads to trust that you've prepared well, trust in yourself, which is huge when it comes to test anxiety. And if you go and listen to episode 67, you'll see what I mean. And a lot more focus, a feeling of focus and calm during your exams. And if that sounds kind of great to you, then yes, consistency is absolutely key. So I want you to do it if you're not out walking or deriving and you have a moment, can you pause this episode and just take a moment and just kind of do like a brain dump of all the ways that cramming for an exam actually makes you feel like what, what is going on inside you as you're cramming? What thoughts are going through your mind? For me, I I feel like a tightness in my chest, kind of a, not necessarily queasy feeling in my stomach, but that anxiety feeling in your stomach. I don't really know how to describe it, but if you felt it, you're you're like, I got it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then um, my mind, while I'm trying to study, 
is also a, a, on a loop. A message is going on a loop in my head saying, I'm never going to get all this. Oh, I got to get all this. How am I going to remember all this? I need to remember all this. How am I going to do this on the test? Why did I wait till the last minute? This is too much and on and on. And so the, that whole you know, negative loop monologue is just happening in the background while I'm also trying to study. So that's what I feel like and I don't like it. So take a moment and do that exercise and really decide for yourself, am I willing to keep doing this? Is this okay to me? And if the answer is no, then getting that consistent and persistent study schedule together as you're planning out your time, as you're planning out your week, is going to be absolutely life-changing. Okay, let's move on to secret number 11 from the 20 secrets of successful nursing students. And this one is called Systems Will Save You. So nursing school really is kind of in a league of its own. I mean, it's up there uh, with some other really intense academic programs. Really kind of up there when it comes to the sense of overwhelm. Overwhelming numbers of assignments, overwhelming amounts of paperwork, overwhelming projects, and overwhelming amounts of reading. Everywhere you turn, there's just so, so much. And while you worked on getting your study schedule together, if you've been following along with these secrets, we kind of worked on getting our study schedules together, our time management, all of that in secret number two. And I will link to that guide again in the episode notes. We still need to talk about the piles of paperwork, the 8,000 digital files that you have, um, emails, all of those things. So I want you to take a moment to reflect on your usual habits, okay? And when I do this, I realize, oh boy, your usual habits are just kind of a mess. So my usual habits would be before I really got intentional with setting up systems, I had no systems, right? It would take me forever to find things. I didn't really have a system for where to put things. I was a big fan of the, I have multiple piles on my desk and each pile kind of had a purpose, but really it doesn't. So that was kind of my old system. And then my computer, I don't even want to tell you guys, now it's all tidy, but back, back in the day, it was an absolute mess. And I quickly realized in nursing school, I can't, I can't function like this. I'm wasting too much time. So what are your usual habits like? For example, how long does it typically take you to find a physical document that you must put your hands on, like a physical paper document? Is it in that pile on your desk like I used to have? Is it shoved into a binder kind of just willy-nilly wherever? Sitting in the printer tray still? Like where is that? Or, you know, maybe you maybe you're good and you've got a system already, but if not, Think about what that's like for you and what that brings up for you when it comes to feelings of stress and overwhelm. How long does it typically take you to locate a digital file? This is probably the one, you know, as we become more and more digital, where you can have a huge, huge impact. How many times do you go to find something and it's not in the first place you look? I mean, raise your hand, right? So that creates stress. That wastes time. Because if it's not in the first place you looked, then where the heck is it? And how much energy do you expend thinking, 
where should I save this? Where should I put this piece of paper? Where should I save this digital file? Um, maybe to avoid that, you just save everything on your desktop or that main you know, cloud storage folder without putting things into an organized system. So successful students have systems in place so that you essentially don't waste time hunting for your digital files, your documents, your emails, all of those things that you have to get your hands on. And, um, you know, I go through this on a regular basis, okay? I do have systems in place. The key with systems is you have to keep on top of them. And yeah, sometimes my life will get really busy and I'll kind of fall away from using my system. And then I notice when I'm having to use more than 30 seconds, more than 30 to 60 seconds to find a document, I know, okay, I gotta get my systems back on track. When I was a nursing student, I remember first semester early on, thank goodness, because this one thing really saved me. I realized I was spending five, 10, 15 minutes looking for information that I knew was there. I had put it somewhere. And I knew quickly I did not have time for that because if you're doing that multiple times a day, you're not just wasting a few minutes. You could waste half an hour, one hour. Do you know what that hour is? That's sleep time. Hello. (laughs) That is an hour that you have to stay up later to get your work done. So I wasn't willing to trade that just simply by being unorganized and not having systems in place. So your goal as a successful nursing student should be that you can locate, again, any document, any piece of paper, any tidbit of information in less than a minute. I would even say 30 seconds, but I'll give you a full minute. And if you can do that, you're so way ahead of the game. And if you're not in nursing school yet, I know you might be thinking, really, is that going to make that big of a difference? Yes, just trust me on this one. I've never led you guys wrong, so trust me on this one. So here are some tips for getting your systems in place. If you do want to go deeper, I talk about these in much more detail in my nursing school prep course, Crucial Concepts Bootcamp. So if you're interested in that, I'll put the link in the episode notes for that also. So the first thing is you got to get the system set up before classes start. Once that bell rings, once you go into your first day, it's nonstop. It's not going to let up. So make a plan to do this before classes begin. Okay, that's the first thing. And what I advise students to do is simply set up in advance a consistent and logical digital filing system for each class. And that way, when paperwork, digital paperwork comes in, you already know where to put it, okay? And then later, you know where to find it. I want you to adopt a one-and-done mindset around managing your paperwork, your digital files, your emails, all of that clutter. So before you set a piece of paper down, before you close out an email or X out of an online document, ask yourself, do I need this again? Okay, and if the answer is yes, (laughs) then the next question is, will I be able to quickly locate this when I need it. 
And if the answer is no, rethink where you're going to put that information or put that piece of paper. Don't just save it to the desktop. Don't just leave the email languishing in your inbox along with 20,000 others. Don't just shove a piece of paper into your, you know, that front pocket of your binder. Put it in a place where your future self will be able to locate it quickly and easily. So just be thinking about that future self of yours and how you're kind of doing that person a solid right now by putting this in a logical place. So future self will look back and say, thank you, past self. That was really easy. I'd also like you to set up a system for organizing your emails. So again, keeping your inbox clear is really, really helpful It lowers your digital clutter, your mental clutter if your inbox is clear. And I'm not saying you have to get to inbox zero. That might be a little bit of a lofty goal for a nursing student, but not just letting things accumulate there. So I also talk about email clutter in my five-day challenge. If you want to really like tackle a lot of organizational things, in five days. I do have a self-paced five-day challenge. And if you go to my website, I'll put the link to it so um, you can find it easily. But if you um, look at that, the five-day challenge, it's called Don't Get Overwhelmed, Get Organized. And we go through five different kind of key life areas to get organized before nursing school starts. And email is one of the big things that we talk about. So that's, that's really cool. And what's even cooler is that we go through it live occasionally together as a group. So it is self-paced, but there's also a live component that happens around July, around the first part of the year as well, where if you want to do it with support, with me going along with it, along with you in our private Facebook group, that's super cool too. So you might want to check that out. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is Digital note-taking. A lot of students are taking their notes on their iPad, which is so cool. I love my iPad. I use GoodNotes a ton. It's really great. Um, Notability is the same way. I can't speak to Android apps. Honestly, I don't know if GoodNotes or Notability come in Android apps. They might, but there could be something comparable. It enables you to take notes, you know, digitally handwriting notes on your iPad, which is great. It's searchable. It can organize everything beautifully. So if you're taking your notes digitally with an app like GoodNotes or Notability, this can drastically reduce your reliance on paper and just massively decrease the clutter. So if you have time, this is not something that I think I would adopt mid-semester because again, it's there's a not a huge learning curve, but a, a little bit. I don't know that you that is the best use of your time and mental energy, but if you're on a break and you've got, you know, a little bit of time, definitely check it out. It can really really make a huge difference in your paper clutter and paper management. And then if you are using paper and I still do love paper, Then implementing a system for handwritten notes, for paperwork, printed documents, references, handouts, all those things that you might have in physical form. You know, that could be my two binder system that I teach you in the boot camp. It could be a, you know, one of those filing accordion file things. It could be your own binder system, but have a system is my point. So do what works for you there, but have a way to quickly 
know where to put things, and where to find things. So if you are sitting at a desk or somewhere and you've got your calendar handy, take a minute to look at that calendar, look at your schedule, and maybe block out some time to set up your systems. And I would say give yourself two-ish, maybe three-ish hours, especially if you're going to, if you're going to dive into email, it might take a little bit longer. So give yourself some time. If you write it down, if you schedule it, it's way more likely to happen than if you just think, oh yeah, Nurse Mo said I should probably look at getting my uh, computer organized. That's just, that's a great idea, but is it an actionable item. Put it in your calendar. Okay. And then secret number 12, the last one that we're going to talk about today is about collaboration. And collaboration is key in nursing school. Now, I know to get into the program, you likely had to work very, very, very hard. And in a lot of cases, students are in direct competition with their peers to get that spot in that program. Some programs are really impacted, really competitive, and you are in competition with the people that you're going through microbiology with and anatomy and physiology with and all of those classes. So it's kind of part of your habit, I guess, to feel competitive, right? To feel like, oh, I have to be the best. I have to do the best. But now is the time to set that competitiveness aside. You can still be competitive with yourself, you know, always setting the bar higher for yourself, but I want you to embrace collaboration. So a competitive attitude when you're competitive against peers, that kind of attitude in nursing school, it's not going to help anyone, okay? It fosters a negative environment and can even, you know, devolve into pettiness, and just real negative, unwanted behavior, judgment, envy, things like that. Things that you don't have time for. Things that you don't have the mental, emotional space to deal with. By collaborating with the others in your cohort, you create, you foster an environment of positivity, encouragement, professionalism, and kindness. And I don't know about you, but that's way more my style than an environment of pettiness, judgment, envy, and competition, right? So another really important reason to embrace collaboration is that nursing is a team sport, you guys. The number of times a classmate when I was in clinical or a coworker has jumped in to help me with a situation a million times too numerous to count, okay? You cannot survive out there on your own. Let's start that collaborative environment attitude now. You know, whether I've got a crashing patient who needs to be, um, you know, emergently intubated or have some kind of immediate intervention, or if I'm just starving and I just need to go take a quick break, or... Maybe I just don't remember how to do a specific skill because I haven't done it in a long time or it's a new piece of equipment to me. I've relied on the collaboration and generosity of my coworkers time and time again. So it's just such a key part of nursing, and I think it should be a key part of nursing school as well. Now, again, if you've been that competitive student in the past, this doesn't mean you need to lower the bar for yourself. Absolutely not. 
Be competitive with yourself. Again, not with your classmates, okay? Set the bar high for yourself, but don't set it in such a way that it creates that negative environment. Start helping, start supporting one another now, and you will set yourself up for a long, rewarding career with the best people and the most amazing, amazing teamwork you've ever, ever experienced. It's just one of my absolute favorite things about my job. So some ideas for fostering a collaborative environment in nursing school are, you know, and these are easy, you guys, introduce yourself to other students in that first week of class. So basically get to know your classmates, okay? Volunteer to lead a group project, not every group project. One, one per semester, but volunteer to lead a project. If you've got leadership skills, you're organized, you communicate well, you'd be a fantastic group project leader. Congratulate other students when they do well on an exam or when they do well in lab. Notice other people's accomplishments and tell them, wow, you did so great with that and mean it. Imagine how you would feel if somebody just came up to you and said, you did so well in SimLab today. You would feel on top of the freaking world. Share that joy with other people. Forming a small study group, and you guys know how I feel about study groups, but form a small study group, okay? But just be sure to follow the advice I give you in episode 74. And I also have tips for that in that 20 secrets guide as well. Another simple thing to do is avoid bragging about your grades, complaining about your grades, comparing your grades to other students. It's nobody's business what your grade is. It's none of your business what their grade is. We're all in this together. We're all trying to become nurses. Let's support each other and celebrate our wins. Another idea is to offer to practice a new skill with the classmate. If you're learning to do something that is better practiced with two people, be that person to say, hey, do you want to practice taking a blood pressure? Here, here's my arm. Things like that. It's a small, it's simple thing. And yes, other students are going to need help from time to time. You might need help from time to time. And I've seen a lot of students maybe complain a bit and say the other student might be lazy, might be unmotivated. Try to have some grace. Um, Yeah, there are lazy, unmotivated students out there, but that's not the norm, okay? Most students in nursing school are driven, smart, motivated, really want to do a good job. So maybe understand that this other person who's coming to you to say, I couldn't focus in lecture. Could I look at your notes? I really need help understanding this concept. Maybe experiencing challenges that you know nothing about. So instead of focusing on the negative or labeling or feeling resentful, like why do I sit in the front row and take excellent notes if you're just going to sit over there and daydream, okay? Um, Try not to go there with your mind. Focus on something more empowering for both you and the other student. Ask, is there anything I can do to help? Maybe it's just simply sharing your notes from that day, or maybe they would benefit from a quick 30-minute study session. You both would actually benefit from that because one of the best, best ways to really learn a concept is to explain it to someone else. So that is a win, 
win win for sure. And then lastly, just simply helping each other in clinical. Nursing is 1000% so much more fun with a friend. I guarantee it. So again, I've got that free guide, The 20 Secrets of Successful Nursing Students, linked in the episode notes. And all of this was also written out on my website in the blog article that accompanies this episode. And if you're interested in the planner that we were talking about at the very beginning of this episode, the one that Miranda had said was very detailed, that's a really good way, you know, having a planner, whether it's the one I make specifically for nursing students or one that you love and use, the key is to have one that you use, have one that works for you and that you use. And that can help you have that consistency with your schedule so that you can Go into your exams, like I talked about in that very first element, feeling a lot less stressed. So you can check that out. I've linked to it in the episode notes. So if you are subscribed to this podcast, and I certainly hope that you are, next Thursday, like magic, you're going to see a pharmacology episode show up for you. We are going to be talking about bisphosphonates next week. Same time, same place. So if you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. I would hate for you to miss out on a single lesson. See you soon. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. 